Hi, Zainab. Hi, Jana. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to you too. Thank you for, for, um, for chatting with me today. Yeah, a lot of um, technical uh, troubleshooting before we started this. <laughs> wow, um, oh, yeah. It's good to get it. It's good to get it in a nice balance now. Yeah, so let's get to it. So this is our uh, second episode of 10 Years Later. And I think uh-huh. like last time we discussed a bit like in general uh, where we were, our thoughts around it, how things changed. So it was like, um, I guess just so everyone knows, there's no script. We don't really plan anything. So that's why it might come off as a bit messy. Apologies. But... <laughs> This time we actually decided on a, a somewhat like theme, which I think we agreed was like talking about identity. Yes, we have a plan now. Yeah, yeah we have a plan. it's like the plan is like one keyword. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do have some thoughts around it. I was hoping to prep a bit, but I didn't. But what um, I think. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good uh, to leave it open so we can see what happens. You know, it's kind of more exciting this way. Would yeah. you agree? You no, know, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I guess like, so I was just like thinking of when, um, when we met, like just as a bit background. So I'm Norwegian, Afghan background. And I guess during the master's, I felt like I was quite like sort of settled with my identity as in at least like, uh, like nationality, cultural background, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, with, I think, uh, equal accre- uh, appreciation for both my Norwegian and Afghan side, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to ask you a bit about like your experience and how things have been, because I remember when we met, I felt yeah. a bit like that you were a bit like distant from like the culture of your parents or yeah. like, not even like distant but a, like not um a bit like negative about it so I remember we had a lot of discussions like around it and um yeah just like the sense of like something you were like uh, uh like pro- protesting against somehow yeah 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 so just to uh I guess to set the scene as well because you yeah um, the the the, um, the background that my parents come from is a Sri Lankan Tamil background, mm. uh, so we came to the UK as refugees in 1990. So then I sort of grew up here. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I I I could um, I can talk a bit about that, and that was it's interesting that you say that because sometimes it's interesting to hear how other people perceive your identity, or also perceive how you feel about your identity compared to mm. your, your, own, your own sort of story in your head. And yeah. So, yeah, and that's... there was also something funny, but I'm not sure if, like, I'm allowed to say <laughs> it or not, so I'm going to say it, okay. and, you can, and you can edit it out if you don't want it in. Only us <laughs> <laughs> and, and the millions of other fans are listening, but you go on. Okay. Yes. So I remember <laughs> that when I got your email, I was very perplexed. Because I, <laughs> do you remember your email? I know where you're going with this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so your your like personal email account was like <laughs> Tamil Stallion. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Yeah. And I was like, who did this guy used to be, and why? Like, what has happened? 
Oh my god, that that email account has plagued me for the whole of my life. Like I've had um, work emails that mistakenly have been sent on that email account. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, like by accident, you know. Sometimes the computer just does that, doesn't it? Um, I I I invented that like uh, as a thirteen uh, year old kid. Uh, yeah. To try to try and send all my junk email to, <laughs> and then like for the last like you know twenty years, that, that's like it's just. It's been a constant, like, plague on my life. Dana, are you telling me that you shared your junk email account with me? I am yeah. very offended. One has it. So thank you for that, Zaino. Thank you very much. GDPR. What happened to G- GDPR? What is that? Window. Oh. <laughs> the, and the data protection rules. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can edit this out. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> to, right. to get uh, to get back on uh, on track. So it, yeah. we were just like talking, I guess, yeah. before, right before we started uh, uh, discussing the podcast and everything. And I think yeah. we were just like talking about, um, uh, I guess, like identity and like being with someone with a different background and how um, like you think more about your culture and what you want to sort of give to your kids if you should ever have kids you know yeah so um what do you want to pass on and then I think I understood that okay it's actually very important that you sort of pass on your background and like your Tamil background also to them yeah Mm. exactly I mean I I think this I think this topic is such a broad topic and lots of people have been thinking lots about it and I think yeah for us for us I think the interesting thing is this, the, the idea of 10 years later is where we met, how we met 10 years ago, where we both were, yeah. how we felt about, you know, essentially our background, it, a sort of mixed background in the sense that um, although we're not, um, you know, both, I think both your parents are uh, from Afghanistan, both my parents yeah. are from Africa, the, the, the fact that we grew up in another country, like yeah. means that you've got a bar mix because you've, you've got a foot in both cultures. Yeah. Um, and then how that's changed in the last 10 years. Yeah. I think that's, that's the really interesting thing and actually I can I'll say a bit about a bit about my story and then I'd yeah. like to hear a bit about you as well because you, I think you've got a really interesting uh story but also uh, when I met you that kind of I think sometimes meeting people having relationships friendships or any you know any sort of relationship makes mm. you think about your own kind of you know because I think ultimately identity is what you tell yourself about who you are um, you know your passport can say one thing or yeah. you're you know, somewhere or whatever mm. parents can be somewhere else. It's, it's all about what you tell yourself so actually when I met you that was interesting because you at the time I guess um, mm. I was you know I had been brought up in a Sri Lankan Tamil family in London and I had been <laughs> I felt like I've been this has been rammed down my throat saying you're Sri Lankan you're Tamil you need to do this you're going to get married to this person you're going to do this kind of job this is your like moral code. This is what you should do. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, you know, when you're in your early 20s, I was just like rebelling against that. I was like, no, that's not me at all. Yeah. And, you know, in the last 10 years, basically, I've gone through that journey. I've tried different versions of that on. And basically what I've, what I've come to rec- recognize is that I'm not, you know, I'm not sort of English. I'm not British. I'm not Sri Lankan. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a sort of, um kind of hodgepodge I'm a kind of mixture of all of those things Mm. and it's I think in this world 
now there's lots of people like like me or maybe like us that we don't fit neatly into the box but mm. I think I've taken bits from all of those different aspects but the interesting thing is that my partner is her family from Scotland and mm. that's made me think really differently about who I am so some things that I just took for granted now it has become you know it's kind of you see certain things in that contrast with someone who's who's come from a very different culture um mm. like I can give you an example like um for me um you know small things just like shoes in the house shoes in the house or shoes outside the house yeah in, yeah in Sri Lankan culture you definitely don't bring your you don't walk around the house with shoes that's considered unclean but here in the UK people you know lots of people do and they don't mind it and that has become you know that became something that we ha- we have to explicitly talk about because I'd always grown up with uh, as normal but actually my partner she you know that's not how she grew up so yeah. lots of things that actually I realized you know it, I, I feel I'm more conscious of that Sri Lankan part of me and also the idea that you know a fear of it being lost you know my parents have brought up in Sri Lanka they grew up in the they've got this very firm sense of being Sri Lankan I've got like a bit of that but not really all of it mm. and then you know this fear that you know in, in one generation or two generations of time it might just be like a kind of a distant memory or a kind of interesting quirk that you tell it you know that you know mm. dinner party but this idea that actually there's something great about mixing and and I think diversity is fantastic but there's also something scary about loss, loss of culture and loss of um, sort of community. Um, and I, I've, you know, going into my 30s, I, I'm more conscious of that. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my journey of the last 10 years. But how about you? What if? Yeah, yeah how, um, when you're speaking, it- I started like reflecting on my own, you know, so, so I think from early on so like the time like I grew up in Norway I was like five and a half years old when we moved there okay from Afghanistan yes and then uh, well we were refugees in Pakistan first okay and then yeah um and it's just um I think there weren't other Afghans in Norway at the time because most um Afghan refugees, I think they went to like Germany or they went to uh, like California. So at the time, there were hardly anyone. And I don't even think like my because my dad came first and I don't think it was um, as a refugee was more like to for his further like medical education at the time because he was working with the Red Cross, I think. Like, I don't remember all the like, I don't know all the details. Um, So Norway happened quite randomly but like growing up in an environment there was like I in the early years there was like no one who was like non-ethnic white around us that I remember yeah (laughs) okay Uh, so like for me to like look for identity I knew like okay I'm Afghan but then I think I started to sort of you know when it came to like the older I got I became like interested in like Arabic stuff like Arabic music Turkish music I was like, yeah. reading like author like Latin American authors because somehow I felt like they looked more like me, you know, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking for a sense of identity because one thing is the identity you get in your home, but then you're yeah. trying to make sense of yourself in the world around you. And I think my world was sort of like, um, it didn't like look the way like, like I looked or my family looked. And it's, I think Norway at that time, like, 
was very, very different than like how it looks like right now. Because I would say now it's like it's super multicultural. Yeah. Um, so in it, it made you like reflect like early on think that you realized that you were different. So I yeah. think how you deal with that is quite different because like for me, like I think I just embraced like being different because it offered yeah. like it gave you sort of like a, a pathway to like look like beyond Norway. And I had this like I wanted to work at the airport. So just to feel that international sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sense just because you knew that they were like more like diversity somehow. So yeah. And I think like as um like afghan culture became more available like i think with time like you got like youtube videos you got television channels and all of a sudden you got more exposure to like afghan culture beyond what i knew from my family i think yeah. i got very like interested in it and i explored it for a while but i also like i won't go into into the details but i think i realized that i wasn't that either like you know, hundred yeah. percent. So, so you like I went through like I think like my like uh, teenage years and like on feeling very sort of like a uh, hybrid. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, what did I actually feel during my like when we met? And I think there I was very sort of like, oh, I'm both. I'm very proud of my heritage. And I think at the time I was also very conscious of like, in order to like you know, go consciously through life, you need to like understand what your roots are and where you come from. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, and so like now after like several years, like working in a very international environment and with like people who have very mixed background, I almost yeah. like, I feel like a very sort of um, global citizen. I don't feel like yeah. I can identify one place or another. But yeah. one thing that I'm sometimes faced with and it's actually quite like nice is that like the Afghan community and the Norwegian community are the ones that like when you meet them abroad will be more accepting of you like they have something you know in common yeah. with you so I've like yeah. worked I remember there was a delegation from like Afghanistan that came to Nepal when I was working for WHO there and they treated me as if like, oh, you're like one of us. We're so proud of you that you're working here. So it's really, oh, nice. it, it helped. Yeah. So it, it like, it makes you feel like a connection with people. So I see yeah. like it has a very strong like um, value, but yeah. I don't feel defined by it because in my everyday life, I can't really like point a finger on like, oh, I'm this or that. Like it's mm -hmm. become so, I can't really like, say which part is what mm. and some people like yeah no no go, go, go no. on and then it's also interesting to just like hear what other people think think of you <laughs> like I guess the way I I was like this uh, describing my impression of you but I've had people who come to me and be like oh you're definitely like more Norwegian or others would be like <laughs> oh you're you know so like people's perception of you and uh, versus like how you see yourself that's also but very does that does that um does that not bother you but does that because I guess uh when you're younger mm. you're maybe more sort of um uh, open but also kind of you're, you're still kind of forming your sense of who you are so mm. if it says oh I think you should you know you, you know you're Afghani or you're Norwegian you should be doing this that and the other or I don't think this is 
quite you you know you might be more sort of um you know liable to to be affected by that but do you think at the moment like say you went to Afghanistan or you went to back to Norway and someone says oh this is you uh or you're not quite you're not Norwegian I don't know if you've Mm. ever saying you're not Afghani or you know are you able to hold that identity because I I think that what yeah like I said in the beginning one thing is how we feel about ourselves the very uh, personal identity that's been formed from lots of different you know influences like you know like you said and I think it was really nice to hear that but the other thing is the the perception because say for example if I'm mm. um, I can I can say for example I felt very British mm. if someone's yelled at me saying you're not from here that would make me question it even if I felt very confident in it um, mm. Sri Lanka, the same thing, you know, saying, actually, you're not from Sri Lanka. You, you grew up in Britain. Uh, do, uh, do you feel, do you feel that, um, you know, you're able to uh, hold on to that identity irrespective of what people say or might think or perceive you, perceive you? Do you have, or do you feel that that's still something that kind of shakes you up or makes you question that? Hmm. I think, like with me, I feel I'm I'm not really like claiming claiming being like I don't feel very passionate like about claiming like my identity because yeah. I feel like I'm an individual. I know who I am and yeah. I know what certain percep like perceptions like if you go on the street, people will not agree on like what is what does it mean to be Norwegian you know if you ask yeah. someone in um, Oslo versus yeah. someone like up north like yeah. people's or like what kind of like um like a group in society you even belong to so people yeah. like perceptions about like culture and identity they vary so much so I feel like I can take it with the filter so if someone comes and tells me oh you're not that I'll be like okay yeah. so you think that fine but yeah, <laughs> or same <laughs> like goes that. for it. Same goes for the Afghan part, actually. Like, if someone yeah. says me, like in Afghanistan, you're not Afghan, you're actually Norwegian, I'll be like, okay, fine, you can think so. But I like, like, so, um, I don't know why actually, but I don't feel very conflicted because I think ultimately yeah. I feel very happy about who I am. And yeah. I feel like whatever That's I've taken from each good. culture are like things yeah. I'm very happy about and if someone tells me like oh you're not that like uh, I guess opinions don't matter much but if it was all of a sudden that like someone wanted to strip me of my nationality or my rights yeah (laughs) then I would have a problem (laughs) (laughs) that's really interesting because actually for me I, I think there's also a sense of um diaspora communities versus culture culture and diaspora communities like the Afghan community in Norway or the Sri Lanka community or Tamil community in, in the UK and the actual, uh, you know, the parent community in whatever country they've come from. Because actually, when I was growing up in the UK, we couldn't go back to Sri Lanka for until fairly recently because of the war. Mm. So I, I grew up with is the version of Sri Lanka was this sort of community here. It wasn't actually, and I, and I got this very um, sort of, rigid sense of what being Sri Lankan is yeah. or being when I went to Sri Lanka I realized that actually there's as much like exactly what you're saying there's as much diversity in Sri Lanka as there is in England I mean you, it, not everyone in England like there's maypole dancing and eats like 
you know, drinks tea and crumpets every every day at four o'clock. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's, a there's a huge diversity here. And why wouldn't we assume the same thing of, of you know, every country? Yeah. So but when did it, you go? I didn't know you went. Oh, yeah. So actually, maybe I haven't said this to you, but I've, I've been, uh, I went uh, just after the war finished. The war finished in 2008. And I think we went and, you know, first time in 2010. But oh, actually, yeah. my grandparents are being, you know, they're quite old now. So I've been going every year for the last three or four years seriously uh, I had no yeah. idea yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah. So and it's cool. been yeah it's been really nice because I I've been able to just I kind of I've got some family left there but what I do is when I get there I've just been traveling on the bus and in Sri Lanka there's still a lot of tension ethnic tension mm. and you know if you speak to some people they'll say this about you know the, the, the you know the, the different groups there there's always still a lot of fear and resentment but actually if you travel on your own mm. uh, you get to see the country with your own eyes and I, I really like it I think it's a really cool place I think it's got a lot of problems but, I love Sri Lanka actually... I've been there too okay. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah I went in 2015 I think okay. or, for, no, or 14 or 14 14 sorry nice okay Did yeah I that? love it I love it love your country super cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very it's a very very in- interesting place it's a very beautiful place but it's, yeah. um you have to make it your own that's what i'm trying i guess what i'm trying to say is yeah. i i got the version the second hand version handed down to me thing this is what it's like this is what everyone's like this is how to you know this is the rules of being from this place and then you know when i got there i realized that's that's not true and actually i can make that you know i can form my own relationship with that place myself and i think that's what it's about it's about forming a relationship with a place um mm. and i think it it took me some work to go there to have good experiences have some bad experiences to kind of get to know it myself mm. and then to kind of get to this place now whereas i can say yes that's part of my culture that's part of my heritage but actually when my parents are saying oh this is like this and you know that's how it is actually I was saying well no it's not because I you know or you know like we can we we both have an understanding of that place now whereas before it was um something that you were I just had told no clue. yeah mm. so, so I think that's that's been a huge change so I think that ultimately if I had kids I would want them to have their own experience their own relationship with that uh, part of their their heritage because I can't really tell them what it's like or what it should be for them because it would be different for them so mm. I think that's really part that's really an important part but like you said because actually you know there's a billion different ways of being Afghani and there's a you know same amount of ways of being Norwegian and yeah. everyone's way is different there is no right way so actually I think identity is incredibly personal and that means that you you have to you might have to put in a bit of work to go and explore do that time take that time to explore it and, mm. you know yeah, see what works for you. that's why actually i think we like even discussed this at the time um or maybe not in our video recording but i just remember having these discussions with you where I, where i felt like how, how important it is to define your culture and not let other people define it for you because yeah it's as if like a small group of people or even a big group of people have the right to define what a culture is or like an entire country's culture is. And I felt yeah. like we have an equal right to sort of 
um, be a part of that and say, hey, I am from there and this is yeah. how I am. And yeah, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like that. That's, I'm like this. Yeah, because if you I think like because when you when you grow grow up with like um, two different cultures, like we have you have to like explore these issues. But imagine if you if you're you, you grow up with one culture and then within that sort of sphere, you're trying to figure out where you belong. You know, you're like, oh, I'm a, like, a, in, in, I don't know, into different things, but you might be into punk or like, you know, or like, oh, yeah. I'm a very like, uh, I'm into art and I like fancy things. So everyone's like trying to find their subgroup. So I feel, yeah. but I think we, like our discussions are at an, uh, at a sort of like, um, not at the sub level we were just like oh here's like one country and this is what defines it and I'm like who, who yeah. decides that you know <laughs> yeah exactly I think it, I think that one of the questions that I I've heard a few times when I said because I, I traveled a lot and I think like you you know I think we both travel a lot and I think actually traveling is a really interesting way of gaining perspective about identity because you see you know, like I said at the start you know you see how you appear to other people uh, and some people don't know where the hell you're from and you have to give them like the bit you know like yeah, the yeah, kind of yeah. basic understanding of, of you know what it means um but I had you know I've had some places where I've told you know they say oh where are you from and I say you know I'm from this is where I'm from uh and they go well where are you really from so if I say British yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes people go right but where are you really from yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, oh do you mean why am I brown okay yeah. well let's tell you so it's kind of like so that but that that's the feeling that I don't like if if you if someone's asked you a question mm. and you've given your answer um then they actually you know in that question they're saying actually I don't really believe I don't <laughs> believe or you or you could think Jana that they're really like interested in you and they like they want to know more you know because in one way yeah. I, like I understand that people can get offended you know you're like yeah are you like sort of contesting my nationality or like who I am but yeah I like for me I don't know like I actually think it's like it's not everyone I want to tell them my whole life story and be like oh I'm like from there but I'm originally this and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah yeah 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 yeah. that would take a lot but time. yeah but I didn't see it until like I don't know a couple of years ago I actually didn't I, I would meet people who thought it was a negative thing but I was but I almost felt like yeah but I guess it makes sense that they want to know because it isn't it more awkward if they are thinking that oh your name doesn't sound very Norwegian or you don't look very Norwegian and then they don't ask me yeah. you know but I guess it's a matter of like how people ask you if they're like oh you yeah. have a really interesting like do you have a more like like something additional like you know like I don't know yeah that that yeah if it's if it's asked in a curious way yeah I yeah think I guess it's really nice yeah but I think I think that's also a change because I think in in my 20s I would have been really offended mm. <laughs> quite like defensive about that because actually mm. I was less secure about all of those things I was still trying to figure it out so yeah. I would have been more defensive Whereas now, I mean, I'm not saying that I've got it all figured out, but I think, I think that I think that I feel more secure. So if someone did say that, you know, I normally say I'm British of 
Sri Lankan Tamil heritage. That's what I say. Mm. And I, I think for me, that feels like that kind of accurate representation of, of what's, what's going on. Mm. Um, and different people are curious about different things. And like when I'm in Sri Lanka, you know, they definitely see... <laughs> they see me they see the British things stand out for them whereas yeah. when I'm in England they see the Sri Lankan things stand yeah. out and then one of the great things you know I live in London so one of the great things in London is it's so cosmopolitan that no one actually cares you could you know you, there's so many people from so many different places that actually you're, you've got a level of anonymity so I'm not even I don't even have to think about it here but it's more like the the way that um I, you know, I think the way you talk about your story, mm. you know, is is really important. Yeah. Um, and you know, I also refuge being a refugee, it's not, or it's not like my parents said, oh, let's go to England. You know, we're gonna, it's gonna be fun. It'll be a fun yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of. I mean, they might have said that. I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't really <laughs> old enough to know. But uh, you know, I I think that. Um, that the you know for a long time actually I felt shame you know as a refugee that's shameful da, da, da. I felt mm. a lot of like negativity about that but actually quite recent you know fairly recently I've able to 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 kind of feel much more comfortable with that in terms of identity because I think that's another part of identity because it's not it's not just national identity but it's also the fact that you've left somewhere that you you know if there wasn't a war I would my family would still be there and I think there's a lot of there's a whole story there that yeah I don't have to go into but yeah, actually yeah. that's a really important thing and actually mm. it connects me to lots of people who you know they've left other places like I've mm. got nothing to I've got no family from Afghanistan I've got no family from Syria but actually there is something there about leaving yeah. uh, uh, without actually wanting to being forced to do it uh, and starting from scratch in another place yeah. I think that that's that actually I can connect with on some level um with other people and I, I want to own it I don't want to shy away from it and go oh yeah we just moved here no we, we no, moved here yeah. we were... mm. I think there's something beautiful in in sort of being honest about it so and I, I think... think it's quite cool even because I think it's like it's powerful in the sense that it just shows like resilience you know it shows that you're like able to adapt you're able to like I mean it's a it's it's not an easy thing to leave everything behind and then start you know in a different place often like with your kids you know and navigating that whole so no I think it's very powerful but I guess it is like you say it's how you tell that story yeah I think it is I think Mm -hmm. how you tell your story both to yourself and other people is really really it's really powerful because it, you know, it's the feelings of shame, guilt, uh, con- confusion versus, you know, I think you have to might you have to go through that kind of stuff, especially when, yeah, things aren't. I think everyone does, yeah, like you said, you know, even if you're, uh, you know, parents are British and you're growing up in in the UK or parents are Norwegian, Norway, uh, you still be figuring out who you are in terms of mm. maybe sexuality, politics uh you know your values in life you know it's still a process but I think yeah. that with the with the uh, an identity you know that's sort of international there's an extra it's just like an extra layer yeah. um and <laughs> it kind of uh it, I just I don't know it just kind of adds something there but but I think that the other point that the, you know the flip side is it gives mm. you so much more depth um, yeah. it gives 
amazing resources to to kind of draw upon and I love like I love being able to I mean I'm in my 30s I'm connecting more with that Sri Lankan side of me but it doesn't the thing is though it's not like uh it's not like a, a space where you can only fit in so much you know if there's if there's more Sri Lankan bits than the English bits the, or the British bits get pushed out it's not like that at all actually I'm actually so I'm really into um sort of British folk old folk music and mm. like foraging in the UK so it's kind of like I have some really you know I'm really connected to the culture and the, the, the landscape here but then also in Sri Lanka I'm really interested in you know Sri Lankan like in Hinduism and in like the nature there and like, I love uh, learning to surf mm. uh, so I love the ocean the Indian Ocean there so it's like actually it, it, you know the more interested I get in both cultures I think it they just it, it's kind of synergistic you know they don't it doesn't one doesn't take away from the other yeah but I I think I guess I just want to you know what you said about that um having to face it earlier on and I think it's really something to that because I think when you're growing up and people are constantly asking like who you are where you're from I think it's yeah. very big questions early on which is maybe why it, it can be difficult in like and it yeah. helps you grow like but it is um yeah definitely yeah no it's a uh, something to think about because I think I've always wondered like why like you know like people would get upset if they were like asked like where they're from etc because yeah I think I always felt very sort of like proud of my alternative background <laughs> yeah yeah but but I can actually like yes it is it is a big burden to put especially on young kids you know who are still trying to navigate um so the question I guess now is also like what do you think like I wonder like what like personally, what I will take with me, I don't even know if I will like have kids or not, but like, as in what, what are not even like values, but like, just like things you want to take with you. Like some things I feel like with my Norwegian side, I think it's like, I'm less conscious of what that is because like you grow up so immersed in it. Whereas, yeah, it's like yeah, normal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And then the my Afghan side are things, because they're so different than what I've grown up with here, and also with yeah. what you see, like, in society, you can more clearly distinct, like, uh, distinctly, like, point out, oh, it's, like, different style of clothes, different kind of clothes, different kind of music, yeah. and, like, and culture, like, being more, like, open, all that stuff. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's easier to point it out. Whereas like, uh, I don't think I can do it as easily. I just take it for granted, the Norwegian side, which I think are probably very dominant, like personality yeah. wise. Yeah. But I do think like, I'm I'm less cons- like concerned about like the visible stuff somehow, I think. I do yeah. like, okay, of course, if there's something like be- like a beautiful, like, uh, a rug or painting like from Afghanistan I would love to have it in in my home but I'm just like wondering yeah. I, I I haven't really like thought too much about it what would be the things that I would take 
like carry on and especially with language yeah. as well because okay i like i speak pashto but do i speak yeah. it well enough to pass it on to another human being <laughs> you know yeah or, or, or how would you feel if you say let's you had a kid mm. and the kid said i don't want to learn pashto or 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 couldn't or didn't want to learn it or maybe wasn't interested in the the afghan start, side or or you know or the norwegian side i mean I think that actually that sense of because for for me I was you know w- why I say that is that I think that sometimes sadness or sometimes feeling like this kind of prick in your in your in your heart means that something's really important to you uh, even though you don't r- recognize it and I I for example Tamil I speak Tamil and my Tamil's not fantastic mm. as my family would tell you it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty bad but I can speak it and yeah. I can understand so if I had a kid and the kid said Oh, I don't. I'm not really interested in Tamil. Mm. I feel really. I feel sad because I feel that would be a loss. And even though the, the so, I, I guess the, the the other side of that question is, what would you like to pass on? But also, how you know, how would you feel? Because to, you, to an extent, you can pass stuff on. Mm. But then it's up to that person to, as we said, you know, to to ex, you know, to to if they think it's relevant, they're gonna. They're gonna um, want to learn it. They're gonna, you know, the the understanding of it might be really different. So for me, there's some things that I have, I think, are really important. Mm. Um, but I, one of the things that worries me is that, you know, in the next generation, if my kid, if I have a kid, and they say, actually, that's not really important to me, I feel that that would make me quite sad mm. because I think the culture, the culture being passed on, is how it stays alive um and and it changes the culture changes of course yeah. like what's afghan culture to your parents is different to afghan culture to you but you know i think that i don't know how, i don't know what what you feel about that in terms of you know being able to pass something on or or, or i don't know if your parents yeah. have that same feeling i guess of, i uh, i can see some of it sort of happening with the you know my siblings and their kids and how like they're growing up here they were born here they're speaking norwegian in school and i like yeah. i know my siblings um they want them to speak pashto and some of them are fluent because um yeah um i guess they're been more conscious about it and then some of them are less um uh like no not even fluent i would say they they understand it but they don't speak it and and i guess it's yeah. like difficult to tell because they're still quite young so you don't really know what the ultimate outcome is going to be and they're not even teenagers yet so uh, but yeah. what i've like thought so far and i don't know if that will change because you never know how <laughs> how things are when you're yeah. in the situation but definitely not i feel like with anything like that comes to like um like passing on to your kids i feel I want to introduce introduce them to things, and I feel like yeah. if I introduce them to things that I love, you know, and yeah, and I'll be like, this is. I want them to be informed. I want them to have exposure to it, but yeah, I want then- them to have the decision to like, you know. But I think it's often about like I think often you're just like, oh, you should speak this at home, and it comes from a very like place of um, like almost like 
aggression or just like or maybe like uh, nervousness but if it comes from like yeah. that you go on holidays and you give them a good experience it's also more likely that they're gonna love the things that are like yeah. that they're exposed to so i think totally. i would just be very conscious of like like how you expose them to like whether it's like language whether it's food and just like give yeah. because i like i feel like generally in life when something is pushed on you you just rebel against it you don't want it yeah yeah totally. <laughs> so and like <laughs> i would do the same and have full understanding that i'm not going to be but i want them to have an appreciation for like yeah. so they understand and also accept that like you know just like we have that people go through yeah. phases so they might even like yeah. go 10 years and be like oh i don't want anything to do with this and but they will still have some sort of exposure and then maybe later yeah. in life they come back to it and they think oh this is something valuable that i want to integrate into my life but i feel like exactly. i guess yeah. we get like yeah. a bit nervous because it is so important but i think life is so i feel the same about like religion actually you know i'm like yeah. this is my faith um i want to introduce it to my kids but yeah. i don't want to like push it on them you know i want them yeah. to like figure out like i want them to have exposure to other things i want them to like find it them like themselves because i think anything that comes like through that path is tends to be like stronger and like you know it builds roots yeah well you own it don't yeah. you i mean i think that's really um really wise what you, you you're saying um and you know i to i totally agree i think that you know if you expose somebody ultimately it's their choice you know you can't force them and if you try and force them then that's almost a guarantee that they're not, gonna, yeah. they're not really gonna <laughs> it's be, like, like trialed <laughs> and tested jana <laughs> <laughs> yes i know yeah i think we could both oh yeah. i could definitely speak no i'm spirits, just like but... if you don't want me to do something you should tell me to do it you know <laughs> <laughs> i'll remember that i'll remember that uh, but yeah no i think i think um I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, in terms of what I would like to pass on, yeah. I guess I'd like to pass on the, um, well, both, I think there's some commonalities. So both, you know, British and the Sri Lankan, the, the nature uh, in different ways is very important. Mm. Um, and this sort of respect and love, love for nature, although they're, they're kind of different in how they do that. I think there is an overlap. And, and another thing is, also, you know, things like I think language and food are like quite um, central things, you know, like I miss my mum's cooking, you know, if I don't have it. And that's for me, that's, you know, I can go to Sri Lanka and I can like, I know what things, you know, I know what that food is. I know what it tastes like. I, you know, I don't need to, you know, even if you can't speak any Tamil, if you understand what that is and what that tastes like, you bond over food. Food is a very, very strong um you know cultural um marker i think and then the other thing is language and um and i think language holds a lot of knowledge and experience so i think those are the things that i would like to pass on but actually as i said you know my tamil's not fantastic so i probably need some help from my from my parents mm. but, um, but yeah i think those are important how, how about you um i guess similar um i just i would want them to I guess food, of course, because I think it's just, I think like with food and language, I feel it's something like it's a gift you get, you know, for free. Yeah. And 
like yeah. you realize that later in life but just to be able to like you know like food from like uh other countries not to say like oh you went to an indian restaurant or something but like you know you know the home cooking you know how to make it you can relate to it at a different level yeah um and that um language i feel like later in life it's so difficult to learn you know <laughs> and, and yeah yeah just from that perspective i feel like oh it just like makes sense but i am like yeah. i am like for you it's easier because they're probably going to learn english anyway for me it's like is it pashto or is it norwegian you know my norwegian is way better than my pashto i like yeah. i would like them to like know both or both for yeah. different reasons you know uh but i don't like practically speaking i have no idea that would like how that would, uh, would play out um <laughs> <laughs> i would like to see i would like to see how that would yeah. play out i'm curious <laughs> um and then the other thing that's um important to me which is i guess um just like um like broad strokes like the you know culture like hospitality being open and just like mm. i think that is important elements from the culture yeah. but also like the history because i don't want them to see the culture as just like i don't know what they get exposed to in like whatever the current news are and considering that afghanistan has been in like war since like 79 i don't Fair want enough. that to be yeah, yeah. like i want them yeah. to understand like more ancient history of like where yeah, where yeah. their genes come from you know oh yeah <laughs> and, yeah that's yeah and i think it's important for a sense of pride in who you are especially if you're navigating like a society where you like physically look different i think it's important to understand yeah. like the weight of like what you're carrying and what your like history is yeah. so you i think it makes you feel stronger and i think yeah. because i've had that exposure and like you know sort of like almost like visually in my head i i think it's helped me like you know feel more like empowered wherever i'm navigating you know so yeah. i feel like yeah. i guess like those things but this is just like you know you ask me right now i haven't really <laughs> of course you're on the flyer you know this is good this is what we want yeah <laughs> and then and then i wonder what would happen like say like what would i if i like like adopt a child you know now yeah. that complicates things <laughs> well i feel like that's a that's a complete different episode yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to try and rein you in a little bit yeah all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard of my job. Does that mean you're planning yeah, you're right. on closing now? We're 46 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we've got to that point. You know, I think that I think that you've you've said some really really interesting things, and I think we've both the you know we've both been able to talk about some of the I think the finer points of identity, but also coming from the inside. You know, two people who are both sort of dual you know however you want to say dual heritage um but you know the experience from from inside and also how how that's changed over the last 10 years with different sort of influences different sort of um reflections on life and how you know how we think about the past present and future uh in terms of our identity but i you know i'd like to say thank you because i think always when i speak to you i you know it gives me food for thought um you know it helps me process and I you know kind of 
conceptualize things in a different way. And actually, I'm really grateful to hear your opinions because I think it kind of, um, I don't know, I think it, it helps me shape my own views. So I'm really grateful for your for your um, for your words. I feel the same way, Jana. <laughs> this is this is our like uh, uh, appreciation for each other at the end of every episode. <laughs> no, we do. We'll no. do this every and time. And the other thing is, I guess, like this is very like it's still very heavy. Um, not heavy topics, but it's just it's so fun talking to you, and you know, it makes like things that are quite serious very sort of lighthearted and fun. That's that's really good. Yeah, that's no, I feel I feel in a better you. mood. You know, when we started talking, I was like, <laughs> I was feeling sleepy and a bit like, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> not the best me. Well, you, oh no, you hit it very well. You hit it very well. But yeah, no, I, I, um, I think that uh, we're gonna explore with these series of podcasts. We're gonna explore lots of different themes, and I think they're gonna overlap as well. So I think some of the things that maybe you wanted to say in this one, I didn't let you because we we run out of time. <laughs> you might be able to. You, able to bring them up in another in another episode because i think actually a lot of these things uh are interconnected aren't they and they sort of overlap i so fully I agree it's going to be we're going, it's going to be interesting to see how how things sort of evolve and how things play out but um i think we will draw this current episode to a close but um i just like to say again thank you very much Lena, for your time thank you jenna i look forward to okay, the next hope- talk <laughs> Uh, me too hopefully we don't have the same technical issues but um i think we're getting more professional each time yeah we try <laughs> <laughs> all right all right ciao you have a nice day and uh, take it easy thanks